look at you, girl. Walking around, confidence and a smile. No one can take the crown. Bask in her glory. A crown tells a story of the queen that dwells inside. Yeah. A crown. Adjust your crown, sis. Respect the crown. I'm Leandra. I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Shauna. And this is Her Crown Podcast. Well, all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Her Crown Podcast. Yeah. Uh, like a, yes. Woo, exciting. Yes, get excited. <laughs> get into it. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to start out by just introducing each of us. I'm going to start with myself. I am Shauna, also known as Shauna. (laughs) (laughs) I only say that because, funny story, my brother was telling me that I should use a different name. Like, literally told me that my name was boring, number one. (laughs) <laughs> like your, your name your name is too boring and it's too long mind you my name is two syllables right both of your names are three syllables my name is two syllables <laughs> we but all need long. new names then it's cool it's cool we I'm all like, you know what it. that's the only name i'm going to answer to if i went by stage name i wouldn't be answering to it if y'all started calling me that that's weird so anyway again i'm shauna i'm here with my good sis leandra hey y'all <laughs> <laughs> and we're also here with Gabrielle. Hey, hey. Yeah, so uh, again, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. This is our first episode, so this is an exciting time, a new journey that we're going on together. So first, I just want to check in with y'all and see how you're feeling about this. You know what? I'm feeling good thanks to this red wine, these apples, and these blueberries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm super excited to be honest and I'm not gonna say I'm not nervous but I know that I have two great individuals that are going along this journey with me so I'm excited so yeah absolutely so we're talking about drinks it is a celebration so we all got our drinks here today and you're drinking the sangria what you got in your cup Gabrielle well this is cup number two but the first cup <laughs> <laughs> has some peach schnapps some Tito's a little bit of um, pineapple juice, some cranberry juice, and some grenadine. There we go. Good thing. You know, I need to go on your level. I struggle with uh, the cocktails, so I, I'm sticking with the basic drink. I got me a little tropical mimosa here, and it's really only a tropical because I don't have no orange juice. So I just use some tropical <laughs> pie. <laughs> And some champagne, and we getting it popping. It's still good. So, yes, we all have our drinks on deck. And I just wanted to first, before we get into it, um, like I said, this is a new journey for us. It's 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 different, but you know, I think it's gonna be fun, and I'm excited to even go on this journey to step outside the box and try something new with you, ladies. And first, before we go any further, I just wanted to ask Leandra because Leandra is the mastermind behind this podcast. You know, this was her brainchild. 
she came to, you know, Gabrielle and I and with this idea to do this podcast. And I ain't gonna lie, I was like, um, it might be a no for me, sis, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not one to be out here doing any type of public speaking. I try my best to stay black and mind my business. Um, I just didn't know if it would be something that would be a good fit for me. But at the same time, like, I want to support my sister. You know, I think it's even amazing to even want to do something like this, um, to really put yourself out there, to create a positive space for women and celebrate women. So before I go any more into that, I wanted to ask you, like, what was your motivation for wanting to do this podcast? Well, I'm really big on sisterhood. And I feel that nowadays, we don't have great examples of sisterhood. And a podcast for me would be a great way for individuals not to have to feel like everyone's watching them, but listening to them. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we're so busy watching what's going on around us. We're not listening. Mm -hmm. So it gives us the opportunity to be able to support each other. Mm -hmm. Um, It gives us the opportunity to collaborate. I think a lot of times we're so busy competing Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to come together more often. So it's like, you know what, this is a great way to do this because even the three of us, we're all different. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what, this will be a good thing. We can talk about from a woman's perspective, how things are. So give us the opportunity to do that. And then ultimately I want women to understand how to keep friends, mm-hmm. how to keep friends. That's important. So friendships are important to me. Well, you know, it is, it's great that you mentioned friendships because that's going to be our topic today. We're going to be talking about friendships, the dynamics of female friendships in particular, you know, exactly um, how we envision them in our lives, how they show up in our lives, how we want them to show up in our lives, um, and things of that nature. So a lot of times, you know, Leandra, you were saying that you wanted to create a space for like more positive relationships and connections amongst women, camaraderie, sisterhood. And, you know, we see a lot of negative stereotypes and negative images of women in the way that we communicate and interact with each other, particularly in this new age when, you know, we see a lot of reality TV shows where we see women who are a part of the ensemble cast and, you know, they live around each other, they hang out with each other, but they apparently don't really like each other very much. Or it you seems know, they, that way. Let, let's, yeah. let's be honest. It seems that way because right. apparently to them, we only see a snippet, which is true. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the snippet that we see is never, ever what I would consider sisterhood. Right. Exactly. A lot of what we see on TV is, you know, the most sensationalized things, the conflict, you know, the women taking digs at each other, just being nasty with each other not really looking after and taking care of each other the way you would like to see women do if they were truly friends. Um, Obviously, we don't know the true dynamics of these women in real life. All we know is what we see on television. But, you know, that that portrayal of female friendships and female sisterhoods, you know, it doesn't resonate with me. Like, friendship amongst women, it is a beautiful thing. Like if you have a good friend in your life, you know, a a sisterhood, a bond, a girl squad, even if it's just one person, when you do have that female friend in your life, it is a beautiful thing. Um, So 
it, it's kind of and it's possible I think it's yeah. possible a lot of people feel like it, well it seems a lot of people feel that it's not possible to have female friends I've heard mm-hmm. so many people say you know this is why I don't have that many female friends right I can't get along with females no you can get right. along with females you have to select the correct females to be around mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of people struggle the thing about my friends is that you know these are all women that root for me um I can root for them like when they're going through things even though we don't get to see each other very often because life takes us all on these different journeys that time that separates us doesn't make our bond like any less strong and um you know these are women that if I'm tripping they can call me on my stuff and it's the same thing. We might not agree all the time, but we love each other like straight sisters. Like that's how tight the bond is. It's like a bond that, you know, honestly, I'm closer with my friends than I am with my own sister. I love my sister to death, but, you know, I talk with my friends and do things with my friends more than I do with, you know, my own sister. So they're like my chosen family. What about you guys? How do you feel? I agree with you 100%. And you said something that struck a chord with me. Um, I think many times we forget, like, we chose our friends. And I think that's important. Like, you chose to be friends with me. You chose to be friends with whoever it is in your life that you're friends with. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to, you know, remember that, you know, friendships they are relationships. Like it's a relationship. It's not just a, you know, oh, you're my friend on the weekend or you're my friend. It's a relationship. It's something that is a long-term thing for me anyways. I can't speak for everyone, but my friendship, the individuals who I choose to call my friends. But I just wanted to ask you ladies, so what is friendship to you? Like, what are the things that you look for in a friend? I'll take this one first. Um, For me, a friendship, a positive and healthy friendship is somebody who's there for me in my darkest of days, Mm -hmm. who doesn't just uh, take a run for it when I'm not at my best. Right. But it's also there for me at the at the best times. They're not so competitive that when I'm I'm reaching a positive milestone in life, they they can't be happy for me. Um, I agree. Oh, I yeah, I was gonna say that makes perfect sense and to kind of go off of that Gabrielle for me I feel that I need someone that's going to be in my corner however is willing to say you're wrong Mm -hmm. tell me how it is don't sugarcoat it I hate 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 when I'm around a group of females or women and they sugarcoat things don't sugarcoat it to make it seem like something it's not tell me what's wrong tell Mm -hmm. me what it is so that we can fix it so I prefer a friend that is very upfront and honest and just tells me how it is, even if it hurts, because that's important. But in that, right. you don't you don't got to be nasty. No. Right, right. <laughs> of course not. There's always a tone and a delivery to anything you say, because, of course, it's not necessarily what you say it's how you say it is how you present it. So um, absolutely. And for me, like I said, I agree with both of you, I think. Friendship, what is important about that is necessarily being there for someone, um, showing up, being supportive, 
being honest with them, being able to call them on their stuff when need be, um, and, and being able to be vulnerable. Like you should, the people that you call your real friends, your true friends or your closest friends, um, at least for me personally, those are the people that I feel like I can be the most authentic, like my most authentic self. Um, I can have uncomfortable conversations with them. They can commiserate with me, whether it's me talking about what's going on with work or, you know, something I'm uncertain about with my body, my health, like, you know, they're really the people. There's no topic off limits. Yeah, nothing is off limits with them, you know, and they don't, again, like when you're talking to them, they don't come at you from a space of judgment. You know what I'm saying? They come at you um, from a place of understanding, a place of empathy if they've been through it, which uh, as women, a lot of us, we have shared experiences um, that you know we can talk about that we can't necessarily talk about as well with our male counterparts. You know what I'm saying? So that's the one beautiful thing that I do love about my female friendships is that, you know, if I'm going through something, like I can hit up Leandra and be like, am I tripping? Like, is, is something wrong with me? Like, you know what I'm saying? And women are so like nurture. It's like, we do have this nurturing way about us where, you know, they want you to be okay. Like they want you, they want to root for you. They want to be there to support you and really listen to you and walk through that storm with you, whatever it is that you're going from. And let's face it, like my girlfriends are fun. Like I love, love, love hanging out, having the best, the most amazing time going on girls trips, which I miss. I haven't done that in a while. We need another one for sure. I think one is an <laughs> understatement here. We need to catch up. So we do need to catch up. <laughs> understand when the world opens back, you won't see me in this country. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And um, so with that being said, in terms of friendships, I think one of the things that we should do if we can um, is try to self-examine how do we show yeah. up in our friend's life? Like, how are we showing up and being supportive and positive reinforcements in our own friend's life? Are there any places that you feel like um, you've maybe had shortcomings in your own friendships on your part? Not talking about what your friend's not doing for you, but self-examine, looking internally and thinking, huh, that's an area that, you know, I could grow in. I'll take myself, for example. For me, um, I would say that I do pride myself on being there for my friends. Like, if there's something going on and they need me there, I'm there. I'm dropping it. I'm going there for big events, small events. Um, but what I do feel like is that you know, as we've gotten older, we go on these different journeys, life takes us in different places. I don't get to see my friends as often as I used to. And I don't get to spend time with them as much as I would like to. Um, so that's something that I do think about from time to time is trying to be more intentional about that. And maybe it's not always like making plans to hang out all the time, but even sometimes it's as simple as picking up the phone and saying, her, I was thinking about you. You know, just yeah. calling and just check in on you and see how you're doing. I, I, I do feel like I'm kind of bad at that. At yeah, yeah, I'm you not can lie. be. You can be. And, and then when someone uh -oh. calls her, she like, be like, oh yeah, I was thinking about calling. I do. I do. It's not. I. I do. Like sometimes I'm not gonna lie. My friends. My friend will cross my mind. 
I'm like, I need to call that person. And then I just get into something else and then life gets away from you, right? And you just like yeah. totally forget. So I do want to be a lot more intentional about like checking in on my friends and keeping up with them and letting them know, hey girl, I'm thinking about you. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be intentional, right? I mean, about right. anything that we spend time doing or spend time or people we spend time with. Um, if we don't, carve out some time for that eventually you'll wake up one day and that time will be gone I mean we don't we don't get any more of it so um to keep those friendships developed I mean there has to be some level of interaction but it is nice when you have those friends that you don't speak to on a frequent basis Mm -hmm. and you pick up and there's it's like no time has passed but but I know I'm it was some of my friendships where I don't have that constant communication that's that's the constant thing that we're saying girl, we need to uh, get together. We need to do something. We need, we need to spend more time, but it's difficult striking that balance, especially with Mm -hmm. everybody being in different chapters of life. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with you, Shauna. I'm uh, single, no children. And so my, I have a lot of friends who are married or have children and, you know, it's, I'm typically willing to go do the kids stuff and hang out with them. But then, you know, there's other times where it's like, ah, that I want to go to a uh, two or three year old's birthday. Wait, party. wait, wait, girl! <laughs> wait girl, a second, wait girl, a second, girl, guys. Girl, girl. And it's like, <laughs> I love, I love you and I love all your kids. And I'm still going to show up, right? Right. I'm a, I totally she always shows up. She I always told shows Leandra up. Last year, don't invite me to another birthday party until he's five. I understand, but do I have to go to the one-year-old birthday party, the two-year-old birthday party, the three-year-old birthday party, the four-year-old? Mind you, he ain't going to remember none of these birthdays probably before the age of five anyway. He probably not. And I told her, I'm like, you know what? And, and she lives far, right? So now I'm driving an hour and a half to eat a <laughs> cupcake and, you know, saying happy birthday. I'm, you know. I'm doing wait, it. There's I'm, always an after party in my event. So please, it, that's wait, what, that, wait, yeah. wait, first of all, of course, because your family has an after party to a funeral. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> there is an after party. <laughs> Dead ass. Like there's going to be an after party. And it's, and it's a good time. And I don't, I don't regret it. Right. But some, you know, how sometimes y'all feel like going to the kid's birthday party, but you still want to show up and you want to be there, you know, be available to your friend because these are still like milestones, you know what I'm saying, that you want to be a part of. So, you know, you kind of been a grid, but I did tell you last year, don't send me no invitation to another birthday party till you turn five. What did she do but send me another invitation? (laughs) Wait, wait. I'm not going to say no. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. But if I didn't send you that invite and I sent it to all the rest of my friends, how would you? I feel? wouldn't be mad because I instructed you not get to get the hell out of here. I, I, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Get get out of here. What about you, Leandra? Where where are some ways you think you could self-examine and um, improve in that realm? So I was sitting here thinking, like, let me let me really, really think about this mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like I'm a great friend, but I know there's always room for improvement. Absolutely. And for me, I would definitely say to step outside of my box and do things that maybe I wouldn't normally do with my Mm. friends when we get out of this pandemic. Like I stick to the same things Mm -hmm. of what I do and go out and do. And I want to be able to try things like maybe I'm afraid to do or Mm -hmm. maybe I am uncomfortable doing 
because, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of times I sell myself short. Right. Because I'm like, no, that's not my type of thing. But you Mm -hmm. never know. You have to try new things. So hopefully when we get out of this pandemic, I'm able to do things with my friends that maybe, no, I'm not jumping out of nobody's damn plane. So don't nobody. Why not? We trying something new. Listen. We doing something new. I'm sorry. My life insurance policy says, no, we're not jumping out of that plane. It's okay. You you got (laughs) the policy though, right? (laughs) Your your child and your husband will be taken care of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's, we're not going there. Uh Uh-uh. But things like that. I really want to do things that maybe, I never saw myself doing, mm-hmm. but I should do live mm-hmm. a little. And I think I get told all the time that I can be a little stuck up. I'm not stuck up, but people <laughs> perceive me as someone who is stuck up. So I would love to be able to loosen up a little. Yeah, I guess, Shauna. Thanks. <laughs> you, 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 you are a good time. I, one, you one time. are a good time when you're not yes. in your head. You are a yeah. great time. Yeah. Right? And you know what, and kind of going into that, and I feel like a lot of that comes from, no, I don't, I don't personally care what others have to say, but you do at some, you know, yeah. you do, we can yeah. say as much as we want. Everybody cares care. a little. Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. That's, that. I think that's that one thing that holds me back is that care that, uh, uh these people are looking at me like I'm crazy, but <laughs> so I want to be able to step outside of my box and try things new with my friends because mm-hmm. I feel like I've been selling myself short. Yeah. It's that's the thing. For new opportunities. Yeah. Go ahead, Gabby. Doing it with your friends. Like mm-hmm. I know oftentimes we'll hear the stories or you'll hear people say like, don't wait. Cause you'll be waiting for the rest of your life. But sometimes it's worth it. It's you know? more fun. A little yeah. bit more fun. Yeah. Gabrielle, like, you know, going to see a Beyonce concert where now? <laughs> Right. Copenhagen. I told you. <laughs> I told you next time, next time we all taking a foreign Beyonce concert trip. Okay. Yes. And I'm actually, and that's that could be something I could work on too. I'm actually gonna start reaching out to people when they say that. Cause oftentimes yes. people will say that to me and I'll be like, Oh yeah, they ain't they ain't talking about nothing. All they can do is say no. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't ask, they never gonna have the opportunity to say yes, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> So yes, hello, let somebody know next time. Yes, yes. So, you know, just thinking about this, you know, we're talking about what qualities and things like that when it comes to friendship, when it it comes to friendships, what TV shows or movies, relationships have you seen that you see are like stellar friendships or just really good friendships that, yeah, you know. Good friendships. Um, for me, stellar, I don't want to say stellar necessarily because (laughs) it's hard. No friendship is is perfect. No friendship is perfect. But one friendship that I've seen recently on TV that I really enjoyed watching is the relationship between Molly and Issa on Insecure. You know, they are so fun to watch. They are goofy, like Issa can be as weird and quirky as goofy (laughs) as she wants to be and like Molly still rides for her girl like they're there for each other they support each other when one is going through something the other person will you know step outside of the way to be there and it's also realistic because like I said no friendship is perfect and there's times right when we go through it with our friends 
where we're not in a good space with our friends and we don't even know how to get out of that space. Um, right. So I thought it was really kind of interesting and, and cool to see that dynamic between them shift and see where it went from just being all fun and games and like, all right, you, you, you know, you pretty much looking out for me if I'm going through something for, with my man, you know, you there to look out for me to, to show that dynamic when you have that shift and that, that negative energy between you and your friend and how you get over it. It's not easy all the time. It's not pleasant. It's uncomfortable. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and speaking on that, um, like I said, all friendships are not rosy and easy. We go through difficulties. They are truly relationships. Absolutely. Like. Truly, yeah. truly relationships. Um, I want to talk about some of the, the complexities, of, some of the difficulties that we've gone through in our own female mm. friendships. I know for me, um, one of my earliest friendships in my life was with someone um that probably wasn't wasn't the best friend for me um but I was so young that I didn't know how to speak up and teach that person how to treat me and how to be a good friend I didn't know how to speak up for myself I was I was a very much afraid of confrontation I ran from confrontation I did not want to take anything on head on um and it and it was a weird it was a little bit of a weird situation because it was like it was like one of those things where we were good as long as I was only friends with her but if I had any new friends come into my life it became a territorial thing no new friends no (laughs) it became a weird territorial thing and almost like a weird conquer and divide type of situation where, uh, you know, she would start talking about me to my friends and talking about my friends to me to kind of like split us up. And it, it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm kind of fed up with this. Like, this is so like, this is some unhealthy shit right here. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you have other people around you that are looking from the outside, like, girl, that ain't your friend. That have ain't y'all ever have y'all all. ever spoken to one another as adults? Like, could you chalk it up to we, being immature? I think I think a lot of it was immaturity because, like I said, this was one of my first friends, so we were really, really young um, and still very much learning ourselves and stuff like that and dealing with our emotions. So, um, you know, when we stop being friends, we just stop being friends. We're 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 cordial with each other. We don't see each other at all now um except on like social media and we like we're cordial we can say hi or comment on each other's pictures but you know our friendship never got back to the place it was which I would never want it to go back to the place it was because it was really? like, it was toxic well not not back to that but like do you ever see a space where there's a reconciliation and a healthy path forward not really, but not because necessary? I'm not open to it. Exactly. I think, I think we're just at different stages in our life. Like we both just kind of moved on into different phases in our life. So it's, it's not something I need. I, I can't speak for her, but I'm, I'm almost certain it's not something that she feels she needs. Like we, uh, we both have grown up and, and developed new friendships, probably a lot healthier friendships with other people. So you know, I'm comfortable with my friendship group. I'm comfortable just being cordial um, and keeping it moving. Like if I saw her in the street, I'd definitely say hi and check in and see how she's doing and stuff like that. And I can't say that, you know, I wouldn't be 
open to like hanging out or going out or whatever, but it's, it's not top of the mind. It's not priority. It's not something that I actually look forward to, but um, that was, that was, I guess, like my first dose of what an unhealthy relationship looks like with the woman mm-hmm. in a friendship. And then as I got new friends, I started to see what real friendship looked like. It looked like women actually being supportive to me, actually being there for me, not talking about me or putting me down, like really, really being in my corner. And I was like, yo, this is a breath of fresh air. Like it was just, the contrast was so stark. You understand what I'm saying? And do you think you needed to to go through that? I think so. Honestly, I think going through that negative space, being in that negative space, with her created room for me to see what a healthy friendship looks like Mm -hmm. because for a long time I didn't know and it literally took me making new friends who treated me well like treated me like they really genuinely cared about me and it wasn't everything wasn't centered around them and them being the center of attention you know what I'm saying like it it literally it was that contrast with everything I needed to, to know how people should treat you when you're in relationships with them, whether, you know, obviously a romantic relationship or a friendship with another person. So that was that for me. What about you? Any difficulties you like experienced in your friendships with other women? Um, I definitely have. <laughs> so, and I realized this once I was out of the situation. So as Shauna mentioned, we were friends. Well, we were roommates in college. We became friends and best friends. But during that time, I also took a different journey while in college and I became an RA. And as we all know, the college mm-hmm. RA is considered a rat. So <laughs> I guess I was the damn rat. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> and, um, Shauna moved in with one of our other friends who actually lived next door to us Mm -hmm. our first year. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were actually all cool. We went out, we hung out and did everything together. Yeah. But as our lives changed a little bit, I worked also and I was an RA. Mm -hmm. They spent a lot more time together Mm -hmm. and it bothered me a little bit. And Mm -hmm. at that time, I wasn't mature enough to say, uh, okay, I don't right. like this, or what about me? Because right. that's that pride thing coming <clears> in, <throat> um, and being able to push that aside, I wasn't able to do that. Right. And so, our other friend, I was more so like, I can't stand her, I don't mm-hmm. want to be around her. And it's so crazy because I used to, I saw the dynamic shift, right? Because I actually knew our other friend first. Like, so I was cool with her first. And it's so funny. Like when I first met you, Leandra, <laughs> I didn't really vibe with you like that <laughs> at all. I just did not vibe. Like the first time I met her. Um, oh no, not was, again. <laughs> yeah. So we go, well, if we going to tell it, Let if we going to tell out. it, let's tell it all. Okay. Um, yeah, so the first time I met Leandra, um, she was on our, was you, you weren't on, we weren't RAs at that time. This is our freshman year. You were like sitting at the front desk because she worked for Res Life. She was like one of the assistants in Res Life. So she was sitting at the front desk, um, being a little party pooper. And <laughs> the, so my other friend, I think she was up there talking to you. And I went over there and was like, started talking to both of you. 
And I just could not really connect with Leandra. She just was so standoffish type. Like, you know, like, where are you from? I'm from D.C. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. DC, that's cool. Like, so y'all like that club music down there. We like club music in Philly. No, we don't listen to club music. That's a Baltimore thing. We listen to go-go. Okay. All right. Let me just go ahead and move on because this girl right here, she's going to make me pop off a little bit. I'm not feeling that energy, but it's so crazy because the next time I met her, Again, I was walking down that first floor hallway where her room was, and my other friend was in the room with her, and she always kept her door open. So as I'm walking down, my other friend is like, hey, and then Legion's like, hi, how are ya? And I'm just like, who no, is this woman? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is, what is this Jekyll and Hyde? Like, what is going on? I don't understand. Now you all bubbly. Now you want to talk? <laughs> like, but I went in there, and so I'm just chopping it up with the both of them, and she seems really cool all of a sudden. So maybe I just caught her on a bad day, because all of a sudden, she's inviting me to 8 a.m. breakfast, which, girl, <laughs> want me to get up there early. But I did it. But we all started hanging out together, and it's like, yo, we just clicked. And yep. we became super cool, and we moved in, became roommates. Go ahead, Gabby. I was going to say, but would y'all say that that's your normal, like, about how high a percentage is it that you meet somebody and you don't get along with them on that first Mm-hmm. in interaction and versus good friends with them yeah. later um, yeah. yeah most half, of, my, half friends, of my friends are I was say, <laughs> but you know what that tells me a lot for me I'm just like usually if I don't like you in the beginning that's probably a good thing if I like mm-hmm. you it, it, something gonna happen it ain't gonna work because I mm-hmm. it's just too quick it's too quick mm-hmm. but, but, but what is people, that what is that what is that I think I it's know. for me it's like you have your guard up yeah but those other individuals who really somebody just comes to you and you've been a, a, a bitch you've been a bitch and they still mm-hmm. okay with just oh yeah that, let's do this let's do that and they don't care that you've been a bitch but they still want to be your friend it ain't gonna work because later on when i really really have a moment you're gonna think i'm crazy <laughs> you're gonna think i'm real crazy but that other mm-hmm. person over here that i couldn't stand for whatever reason they're gonna be like yeah she all right she all right just give her a minute give her a minute (laughs) and they will be able to understand me from a different perspective and I think that's where it's different it's different but yeah 50% of my friends if I liked you in the beginning I probably don't like you now okay but I I didn't like Sean in the beginning so it worked out yeah look at that mutual dislike (laughs) for each other look at how far uh we've come ding 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 get out the boxing gloves let's go yeah but but it did work out it did but i i definitely would say from that i learned that i was a little jealous i was jealous of their relationship because i wasn't able to have that because i chose to work i chose Mm -hmm. to be an ra i chose to do things differently and which i understood and i understand Mm -hmm. more now and i don't feel i feel bad that i hurt the other individual yeah. so if you're listening I yeah. am sorry yeah. I never meant to hurt anyone and I realize this now and I'm big enough to say that I was wrong and yeah. that's important and I think more people need to realize you got to be able to say you're wrong and it yeah. was nothing that you had done that you know I shouldn't have been able to talk to you about because I was able to talk to you any other time mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I was just being a jealous friend and of course I have to remember 
I can share my best friend. I can share her. Right. And, and Let the no church one, say amen. A yeah, to the man. Yeah, like I, no one's, and I had to, I told her this the other, it's like, I had to remember no one's going to replace me and no one's going to replace you. You can have other friendships. Right. I'm irreplaceable. You are irreplaceable. Absolutely. Relationship and bond I have with you is with you. Mm-hmm. Your relationship and bond you have with your other friends is just that. And you have to learn to respect that. And I've learned that. And I'm glad I've overcome that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of people can't do that yet. And what yeah. would you say? Like, when when would you say you came around to that point? Because I, I, I have experienced <laughs> some similar situations like that. Like, it is such a struggle. Yeah. I've had friends where, you know, you go to their wedding and everybody's vying for their that top slot and it's like why does it got to be all that i agree um for me i would say after graduating college because Mm -hmm. we moved our separate ways like i moved back home she stayed in florida um and we we kept our relationship going and i knew obviously she's not gonna be sitting in her damn oh i'm gonna sit in my apartment right my best i'm just gonna right wait here. for leandra to get off <laughs> at, at saddlebrook come home with her grown woman suit on so right. we can sit in my room and drink when nobody's looking like <laughs> but i i learned that you know it's okay. And so it was after for me that I realized yeah, it like, it's, it's, it's okay. Doesn't it's, matter how far apart, doesn't matter if we're countries apart, but you know, it's crazy because like when we was in college, like I could, it, the tension was noticeable. <laughs> like I can't, would get real, no, she can't. When she's not feeling somebody, she cannot hide it. Like for me, I can't hide it on my face. If I'm not feeling you, my face says it all. With Leandra, yeah. her mouth is saying it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a bad mouth. I, I can't. But see, it's it's one of, we said it earlier, it's about how you say things. Mm-hmm. It's not that I would necessarily curse you out, yeah. but I right. would say things and you knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's cursing, cursing doesn't even have to be the worst of it, right? Right. Because, because you can say a lot more harmful things without mm-hmm. using curse words. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know, but I'm glad, like, and I think a lot of it comes with growing, growing pains and maturity. Um, like she said, she wasn't able to, she didn't have the language to express. And a lot of times you don't even want to own up like me, jealous. Why would I be jealous? Right. And I asked her, I'm like, are you upset that me and her are cool? Like, like close now? No, I just, you know, it's something that she did. I'm like, well, what did she do? She couldn't say what she did. So I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a thing because I'm I'm telling her, I'm like listen you're like my best friend like and just because I'm friends with her and cool with her doesn't mean that our relationship is any less strong like you know we have our bond me and her have our bond and that's okay like let's get into that word best friend because mm-hmm. I feel like it's used in a way that can be divisive yeah. Um, and I don't think many people mean to do it on purpose, but like, why has there got to be a best friend? I like, mean, I, I, listen, I didn't pick up best friends throughout my life, to be yeah. honest. Like I, and I, and I don't even, I, I don't even like to say, oh, that's my best friend. Cause sometimes when I'm talking to my other friends and I'm like, yeah, my best friend, they're like, well, which one? I'm like the one from college, <laughs> the one from, from, from kindergarten. Like, so yeah. it's, it's not even like oh, you my best friend, like, you better than all my other friends. Right. Like, I have really close friends, 
you know, the people that I can confide in about anything, the people I know, like, if something's going on from, with me and I need somebody to show up, they're going to show up. Those are the people I call my best friends. Mm-hmm. I have, and it's levels to this shit, right? Like, we got there friends you go. that, There's you know, <laughs> you hang out with here and there. You might go to the club with them. You might go to the brunch with them. But if something's going on, if, if you need to call somebody at 4 a.m., you stranded on the side of the road or you having a mental breakdown you're not calling them if you're right. going through some shit you need to talk about it you don't feel comfortable telling them your most deepest darkest secrets so my best friends are the people like i said i could be the most authentic with the people that i um can be vulnerable with the people that i can support and can support me like i'm there for them just as much as they're there for me those are the people i call my best friend not that one is better than the other they're just all like my really good friends my close girlfriend circle my sisters I think like we all go through growing pains and a lot of the discourse and the the difficulties, another difficulty I've experienced in my friendships, um, I've experienced it myself and my other friends have experienced it with their other girlfriends is that difficulty communicating when you do have an issue with your friend. Mm -hmm. Like we saw that with Insecure last season, Molly got a problem with Issa but she ain't just opening her mouth and saying like girl I wish you were there for me a little bit more like I wish I feel like when you need me I'm there for you but there are times when I feel like I needed you to show up that you didn't show up and so now there's this tension building up and we acting like everything is cool but like the smallest thing can set you off and it's like well you didn't do this and you didn't do that and you didn't do that like I feel like a lot of times with our friends you know Most of the time things are good, but if something bothers us about our friend, we shy away from addressing it head on. We hold it in. And that causes a larger problem in Mm -hmm. the long run. Like stop Mm -hmm. holding it in, Mm -hmm. let it out. Talk about it. Because if your friend is slighting you or offending you in some way, and you don't open your mouth and say anything about it, like just own it. Like, okay, that hurt my feelings. Like when you did this, it hurt my feelings. How are they supposed to know in course correct? Like, how are they supposed to correct correct that behavior if it's something about it? And if they're truly your friend, they're going to cherish your feelings. They're going to take that under advisement and they're going to know not to push that button. They're not going to keep triggering you if they're truly, truly your friend. But they can't course correct if you don't communicate that with Mm -hmm. them. We're not mind. You know how men say in relationships, I'm not a mind reader. (laughs) Like you, you telling me I did this, 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 and this, and you ain't never say nothing. Now you blowing up on me. And I've seen that. I've seen, um, I've had a situation with my own friend, one of my closest friends that I grew up with, where, um, child, it was really a situation where I got caught in the crossfire, child. I got caught in the crossfire. Um, it was like one of those things where we had a friend group. We all grew up together. We were close. And two of the friends had a little bit of a falling out where they weren't in a good space. And now you kind of caught in the middle because you want to maintain your friendship with both of these women, right? Because you love mm-hmm. both of them equally. They're your sisters. And I made it clear to both of them, like, I, I we try to fix it. It didn't work out. Okay, y'all going to come back together on your own time. But in the meantime, I want you to know that I love you and I'm your sister and I'm going to be friends with you. And I want you to know that I love you and I'm your sister. I'm going to be friends with you. But it became a situation where one person feels away when they see you hanging out with the other person because now they feel excluded. And there is, when it's a breakdown in a friendship, it's like a relationship. It 
hurts. It hurts to see that you're disconnected from somebody that you were so cool with and close mm-hmm. with and everybody else is kind of moving on and continuing to be in relationship with that person and you feel left out. So it makes you, there's some tension. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it brought a situation to me where it's like, now she's upset with me because like I said, she saw me hanging out with her and she felt excluded. And it's like, whoa, are you taking sides? I'm not taking nobody's sides. And I tried to address it with her like I, I could tell that there was tension there. She was upset. So I, I came to her directly. I called, I texted her like, yo, like I can see that you're upset about this, but it's not what you think. Let's talk about it. And she didn't want to talk. Like she, she didn't respond to my text. I called her. She sent me a voice message. <laughs> I Listen, that, I ain't gonna lie, that shit hurt my feelings like that like to be have somebody shutting you out somebody that you consider to be like your friend and your sister and they're shutting you out like that like that should hurt it does what's that phrase hurt people hurt people hurt people hurt people right so I literally was like you know what I'm gonna fall back and when you're ready like I've extended that olive branch so we can talk about it and get over it because I feel like we should be able to talk about it and move past it and she I never she never reached out to me like it became this thing where like for like about two years, we really didn't speak to each other except to say happy birthday. Like it was so surface level, which was so, it was just so weird. And it, it wasn't until like, she literally caught me like two years later for my birthday to say happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, that's what we doing. So we, we on pick up the phone and call people (laughs) time now like and she's like well you know you know how I am like I don't really like to address I don't like to address the situation I just kind of like get over it and move on I'm like well that that doesn't work for me like if we're friends and you got an issue with me even if it's an uncomfortable conversation that you don't want to have because I mean it could be anything it could be like you know I don't want to say something that I can't take back it could be I'm uncomfortable even being in conflict with you. So I'd rather just act like it doesn't exist. Right. They don't want that heated argument. or They don't want to have that heated exchange. Exactly. But I'm like, we have to learn how to find a way to be comfortable in an uncomfortable situation when our, with our friends, when we're in Mm -hmm. conflict, when we have an issue, but we have to address it and move on because like two years, two years went by where we weren't talking to each other and we grew up together. So imagine how that feels to be that disconnected from your friend. I told her, I'm like, we had to have that conversation and we talked about it and we were able to move past it and move on. And I'm happy to say we're in a great space now. Like we're, we're back on track and, and you realize how much you miss that person when you're in that good space with them again. And I'm like, two years don't need to go by where you're not friends. And, and on good terms with your friend because you don't want to address the elephant in the room. Because what can happen in two years? You could be right. dead. I could be dead. Stop making a mountain out of a molehill. Like literally yeah. like address it and try to move forward. If that's your friend, address it and move forward. Because it, it's, it's what, what is so crazy to me is like when we have romantic partners and we can be going through the motions with them over and over again. You know what I'm saying? They're doing things that hurt us we're doing things that hurt each other, but for some reason we can find a way to work it out and move forward. We can find grace 
and, and mercy for our romantic partners. But when it comes to our friends at times, we can be so quick it, to just easily let it slip away from us. And you don't yeah. do that when you have a real, somebody that you consider a true friend, somebody that you actually value. And maybe that's a question of, do you value your friendship that much if you're willing to just let it go? And, and this is not unique to me. Cause like I said, I have other friends who have been in similar situation who have talked to me and said, well, you know, my friend did this. And I just feel like if you was a friend, like, why would you do this to me? And I'm like, have you had that conversation with her? Like, have you told her how you feel? Have you expressed that to her? Well, no, but I feel like she should know. Well, how is she supposed to know? Because we're mind readers, right? No. Not everybody's a mind reader, but there are some things that are human decencies that we know. Some some things are, but some things are great. So whether it's something that you ought to know better or something that she might not know, address it because you have to teach people how to treat you. It don't assume anything. You can't just assume that somebody's going to treat you the way you want to be treated. We're all different. We were raised different. We come from different backgrounds. So what might be acceptable and no big deal with one person might not be the same with another person. And yeah. if you don't know that, okay, you can't handle me like this. That's mm-hmm. not cool with me. Right. They're not going to be able to, like I said, course correct and fix it. But you you have to be able to, like I said, have those hard conversations sometimes with your friend and get back on track and move forward and grow together. It puts me in mind of a story of my own. Um, one of my friends that I met later in life as a coworker, um, I tend to have big blowouts with friends. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not out of the norm for me. <laughs> and no. in particular, me and, the, and it typically has to do with drinking, partying and, and all that mm-hmm. craziness. But me and this friend from work, we had gone out to a party and in the midst of going out and being drunk, we was getting into it in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just was escalating, escalating, escalating. And it was like, get out, get out the car. And I'm driving, mind you. She's like, I'm not getting out. I'm not getting out. Uh-huh. And finally, at some point, she's like, pull over, pull over. Cause I'm driving like a bat out of hell. <laughs> I'm like, if you won't get out, I'm gonna get you to your destination as quickly as possible. She's like, pull over, pull over, pull over, let me out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is after like one or two o'clock in the morning. It's Mm -hmm. dark outside. We're on the side of Houston. I don't know. Um, I think she was more familiar. And then um, I get home. She's messaging me. I blocked her (laughs) on social (laughs) media. Uh, We work together on the Mm. same floor. Mm. A couple of months go by and, you know, I'm, I'm doing my due diligence. I'm like, I'm staying away from her side of the floor. Um, yes, if we run into each other at the copy machine, the, the, the bathroom or whatever, you know, so be it. Cause that's, mm-hmm. those are the common areas, but a couple months go by where we don't, we, we don't run into each other. Mm-hmm. So finally, one day I walk into the copy room and there she is at the, at the copier. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's never beyond me to apologize to somebody. Mm-hmm. So at that point I was like, let me go ahead and do this because she's a mother. She's a wife. She's a, a sister to somebody. She's somebody's daughter. Mm-hmm. And despite whatever we were going through that night, it's never mm-hmm. cool to just leave somebody on the side Amen. of the road in the Amen. middle of the night at dark. Right. So I had prepped myself like, okay, I'm going to just say my apologies. Mm-hmm. And I was fully expecting for her to be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. You, was, you was dead. For right. Me. Right. So I was like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, bitch, I missed you. <laughs> and I'm looking at her and I'm like, she's crazy. Right. She is crazy. Like you missed me after what happened. Right. Right. And she told me, she was like, I'm gonna teach you what a real friend is. Mm. 
That's important. And, and we still laugh about that story to this day, even though, you know, at the end of the day, we both know like that whole situation just wasn't cool. Right. But the fact that we could get past it, it wasn't beyond me to apologize for what I did wrong. Absolutely. And um, eventually she, she acknowledged like the craziness that was going on in the car that led to that situation. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the both, thing. Go ahead. And we both acknowledged like drinking wasn't our friend that night. Yeah, blame it on the <laughs> alcohol, child. It, it was all fun <laughs> till it wasn't. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've all and, had those moments. Right. And that's the thing about friendships. You go through growing pains. And sometimes you think that, you know, like you said, I don't even know how she's going to react. I don't even want to do this right now. But don't you feel so much better when you address it and you move on? Because y'all both was missing each other. You know what I'm saying? Like she said, I was waiting for you. Because right? she missed and you just And you can get back to where you were, right? You can always mend fences and move forward. And like I said, know each other's triggers going forward. Know the what button's not the push. No, not to put your friend on the street in the middle of the night. <laughs> Don't you dare to think you're gonna put my ass on the street. Let me and tell you. Listen, we have a hard listen. Time. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to accept my apology. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's also important that you both could have, you know, a little coming to Jesus moment and own your part. Cause I think a lot of it is just wanted to be heard and understood. Um, so that you can move forward. Like you understand where I'm coming from and I understand where you're coming from. And I acknowledge that, you know what? What I did was fucked up. Excuse my language. What I did was, (laughs) you know, it was messed up. I can own that because I love you and I'm willing to move forward. And I want to move forward. Like it's one of those two-way streets. Like every friendship, every relationship requires reciprocity. Mm -hmm. It's a give and take. You understand what I'm saying? So- yeah, but, but that's the problem. There's so many people out here, you know, I'm going to give, give, give. And then what mm-hmm. happens is at some point you tired of giving. Yeah. You want something, you're like, I can't do it no more. And that's yeah. when they go off. Yeah. That's when those conversations can't be had. And mm-hmm. we have to get out of that. We have to get away from holding stuff in so mm-hmm. long mm-hmm. that I feel like I've been giving for years and this person and that person and she did this, that and the other there should be no reason why months, weeks, hours go by that you haven't addressed the issue. And that's yeah. person means as much as you say they do to you, there should be no reason why, you know, if you can't sleep at night, that's a damn problem. And you know what? A good friendship to me, like kind of hopping back on that TV show idea, mm-hmm. like Martin and Gina, like the mm-hmm. Martin show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pam in Gina's relationship and then Martin and Gina's relationship it was strained mm-hmm. let's be honest it was strained mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times I see women not be able to be friends with their friends because of a relationship that is an yeah. intimate relationship and in that situation they didn't they struggled at times they had their ups and downs where him and Martin were at each other's throats mm-hmm. they were having issues but here's Gina right in the middle because she loved both of them. Mm-hmm, like, I mm-hmm. don't want to be without you and I don't want to be without you. So let, y'all going to have to find some middle ground mm-hmm. and learn to agree to disagree, whatever it is you have to do because ain't, neither one of you are going anywhere. Absolutely. And, and, and that's another thing, like even bringing that up, that, that tension that Martin and, and Pam had, they weren't, you know, they wasn't really feeling each other like that. They was always cracking on each other. But 
But, you know, Pam didn't let that keep her away from her good friend, her best friend. You know what I'm saying? And, and you see that sometimes too. Sometimes, you know, your friend gets in a relationship with somebody that you don't like, you don't get along with, and you kind of pull back and remove yourself from the relationship. But, you know, your friends, are, and sometimes they pull back too, right? Sometimes they get so enveloped in their relationship mm-hmm. that they kind of let their friendships fall to the wayside at times and bad, until bad it's a problem. Years. You got to hold, you got to hold on to that. You're going to need somebody to vent to when your partner is acting the fool and you wondering like, uh, Preach. should yeah. I even be in this situation? Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, you know, hold on to those relationships at all costs. Um, if they are, you know, good relationships, um, and, and you can find the benefit in it. You can find how it replenishes you, you know? Um, and, and like I said, a lot of our relationships do, I mean, we're talking about the difficulties that we have in our friendships, but there are so many good things that we get out of our bonds with each other, which is why I say, hold on, hold on to your girlfriends. So I was, I was actually looking at something on Facebook and it says, your circle is supposed to be proud, not mm-hmm. jealous. Oh, that's a word right there. That is a yeah. word right there. Do you guys feel like um, you've ever been in a situation where, let's say, your friend is doing <clears throat> other things in life? Um on their journey, progressing in life, and it made you feel a type of way? Oh, for sure. I think, um, you know, reaching this stage of life, and as we were talking about earlier, being a single woman with no children, Mm -hmm. um, even though I know that there are other facets of my life where I'm developing, where some of my friends may not be, those two particular areas of life are things that I've wanted for a long time. And not that it made me be any less happy for my friends, but at some point it's like, oh, I'm happy for my friend, but when is it going to be my turn? Yeah, I feel you on that. And I'm not even, and I tell, and I told this to Leandra, like we had this conversation of, you know, how, like I look at her and I'm really just happy to see how far she's come and where she's gone in her life. And, you know, she has a beautiful family you know, a husband, you know, she just built her house, like she's living a good life. And, you know, sometimes I would be at, you know, a certain stage in my life where I'm just like, I don't know, it's not happening the way I thought it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit behind the curve because like you said, Gabby, you know, I'm a a woman um, approaching 35 with you know no kids <laughs> no prospect and the crazy thing is I'll be honest with you I didn't even know if it was it was the thing that I wanted for myself necessarily wanting kids or wanting marriage I never really wanted to be married except for once in my life and that's just because I met somebody that was like oh this is the first time I could see myself spending my life with somebody but um once you do get that that sense of companionship like you want that. And when you see other people getting it and you just kind of sit in there, no prospects in sight, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you wonder like, is that going to happen for you? And, and it gets a little, it gets, you, you get a little bit down sometimes. Like I could be honest and say, yeah, I've, I've had moments where I'm just like, eh, 
my life ain't ain't shit and it's not that my life ain't shit like I'm doing well it's it's not honey it's not at all (laughs) because I and it's it's interesting to say this but I I many times think look at Shauna she's doing all these things on her own Mm -hmm. so whereas you're feeling like I'm doing this that and the other I feel like for you you're doing a lot of the things that I am doing, you are doing by yourself. And so I question myself as like, could I do that by myself? Could could I obtain those goals? Yeah. So I I know, but as this is how we think a lot of right. times, right? These, right. These the we always comparing our like you can't compare your station in life. And that, and the and the good thing is, like even with you feeling the way you do and me feeling like having my moments as well it doesn't stop us from supporting each other and being genuinely happy for each other. Like when Leandra got married, I think I cried more than anybody at the wedding. <laughs> I was like, why am I crying so much? But I, I mean, it, was, it wasn't until I saw her in the wedding dress. It was not until I saw her in the wedding dress and looked like how beautiful she looked and how happy she looked. And yeah. I was just like, oh my God, I'm tearing up a little bit right now because I was just so genuinely happy for you in that moment. Like that was a weird type of joy. I didn't think I could feel that type of joy for somebody else other than myself. Um, but you know, like I said, even though these, these aren't things that are happening for me, like I still like whoop for my friend, like even my other girlfriend I went to law school with, it's the same thing with her. Like, you know, she's, Everything she said she wanted to do, she did it in her own timeline. And I'm like, she's out here just living her life, living a beautiful life. And it's it's so good to be able to see that and to bear witness to it. Um, so even though I'm not in that station, I remember having that conversation with your uncle, Leandra, one time um, where I was just like, you know, things ain't coming together for me. Like, you know, I'm looking at my, my friend's life and I'm wondering why... I'm not attaining these things. And, you know, he had to sit down and tell me like, yo, you right where you're supposed to be in life. Like you can't compare your journey to someone else's because your journey is your journey and you're going to get the life lessons that you need to get out of it. And it's going to make you stronger going through that fire. You know what I'm saying? So you can't compare your struggle with somebody else because you don't even know what her struggle is. You know what I'm saying? That that person might be really going through it and you don't even you put yourself in their shoes you might not want it you know what right. i'm saying what so. god has for you is for you and i Amen. i truly <laughs> believe that like mm-hmm. stop we have to as women stop wanting to be in someone else's situation because right. you don't really know what's right. going on in that situation right. what it looks like on the outside is not always what's really going on behind closed doors we have to remember that what is for you is for you what's for me mm-hmm. is for me and you know, when you see your sister, hey, good job. Like, mm-hmm. go out here and keep pushing them to do things that maybe they don't think they can do. Because sometimes we need that motivation from these That's people so who are true. close to us. We need you to say, you know, you can do this. Because in the back of my head, I can be sitting going, mm, I don't think I can do that. I don't, right. I don't know about that. So keep pushing each other. We have mm-hmm. to push each other to continue towards those goals we've set for ourselves because there are times we get down on ourselves so yeah and to me I think that's the crux of what 
defines a friendship, like a real right. friendship. Right. If you can cheer for me in a moment that you're feeling some type of way, but you're still genuinely happy for me in that moment and what I'm achieving, that's right. my that's my friend. That's my sister. That's that's somebody who loves Absolutely. me. If Absolutely. you're not happy for me in my happy moments, just because you're not happy with what's going on in your life, then then there's where I I have some struggles. And not that people still don't have those personal issues going on in their life, but if that's a hundred percent of the time, what's going on is I'm reaching a, a happy moment and you just can't be happy for me, then mm-hmm. I can't, I can't call that a friend. Right. right. You know what, Gabrielle, that just brings up a good point to me. Um, one thing that always stands out for me, I can't be here alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to bring my friends along on this journey. And this Absolutely. is why it's important to support your friends, like bring them along, like, I don't care what the dollar sign is. It can't make me a friend or make me a better friend. It's not going to work. You can't buy me. But someone who is showing compassion, someone Mm -hmm. who really cares about me as an individual and wants to see me do better Mm -hmm. outweighs a lot of different things in life. Like you care about me and I can tell. You don't even have to open your mouth for me to know that you care. Right. That's important. Gabrielle, I remember we were talking and you were talking about an award show. I can't remember. Taraji Hansen at the Oscar Awards. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I'm not going to put it on her that she might've been feeling some type of way. And if she was, she certainly didn't exhibit it. Right. When she presented the award to Regina King, mm-hmm. the amount of joy, jubilation, and mm-hmm. the smile on her face. Mm-hmm. And she was jumping up and down and she hugged her friend when she came up there and the excitement that she felt. Yeah. That made me cry. Yeah. As, as a woman, because from one sister to another, that I think is what we most of us are looking for. Right. It's for that right. sister that's going to be so excited for you. It doesn't matter what's going on with them. Because right. easily as a fellow actress, she could have been jealous. She mm-hmm. could have felt like this should have been my moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she was happy for her friend. Mm-hmm. And you can't, I don't care how good an actress she was. She couldn't have faked that. Right, <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. So that that's a beautiful moment uh, to see, to bear witness to. And like I said, I wish we just saw those more positive aspects of friendships and sisterhood on TV and the media and movies, because we get a lot of the negativity, we get a lot of the combativeness, but we don't get to often see, you know, the positive, you know, aspects of female friendships. And like I said, they're not perfect. As we've been sitting here talking about, we go through growing pains with our friends. But those bonds that you have and having somebody that's there to support you and root for you, somebody that you can be authentic with, somebody that you can call on when you're going through that struggle and vice versa, like that's priceless. Because like I said, our friends, a lot of times we we become closer with our friends than we Mm -hmm. are with our family. Like they're our true True. tribe. You understand what I'm saying? So that's how I feel about it. But I like to say in that, it's important that we understand what a good friend is or what a mm-hmm. friend is because we can't use that word. Everybody's Loosely. not your friend. Right. Everybody yeah. is not in your corner. Everyone does not want you to succeed. And mm-hmm. sometimes we are blinded by what it appears to be. 
we got to take those those shades off and look at really what this person is presenting to you because sometimes it's right in front of your face that they're Mm -hmm. not there for you that they don't care about you so stop using this word friend so loosely because not Mm -hmm. everyone is your friend not everyone cares about your well-being about you succeeding or just pushing you to do better it's not Mm -hmm. always about me challenging each other right like come on, I want someone in my corner that really cares and I can tell without them telling me that they care. I think many times we don't know what a good friend or a real friend is. I think you mentioned earlier in the beginning, Shauna, that first friendship you had and how it was different. And you were like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you've learned over the years what you want in a friend mm-hmm. from those bad experiences. We gain all of this to help in our current and good friendships like we learn what we won't stand for and what's not okay you know for me from a it's not necessarily a tv show but a movie that mm-hmm. that, that really set the tone for me about friendships was the movie beaches mm. they did not have a picture perfect friendship right and they definitely had a huge falling out and it was over a man mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately right but at the end of it their friendship and their bond was so strong that when she was dying, mm. she left she left her daughter to her best friend. Oh man. Because she knew that her friend would be able to carry on that legacy of who she was to her child. Right. You know, in those cases, like you want to have friends who can say to your child, if you leave here early, this is who your mother was, this is what they were. About. Right. And be able to continue that story. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's and, so and be important. able to joke around about like, yeah, we weren't really feeling each other at this right. point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They're not going to give you the full like, um, you know, glossed over picture. It's like, you know, this is this is who your mother was, and this is your friend. This is this was my friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, like I said, um, I haven't seen beaches, but you know, just hearing you talk about it and. Um, the fact that that bond was so strong that they were eventually able to get back together or that she felt comfortable, safe enough with this woman as her friend to leave her most pride possession to mm-hmm. her when she's no longer here. Like, those are the people that you should hold on to, mm-hmm. your friend. And again, not let, you know, even though like, you, you need to know who your friends are and who they aren't. But those people that are your true friends, and it's not to say that your relationships are going to be perfect, but you hold on to those bonds as long as you can because it's so hard to find somebody to be in your corner. And we all looking for those types of connections, those strong bonds and that support system. So when you got somebody that can be a support system, they might not always make you happy. They might even hurt you sometimes. But if you can fix that and you can mend that and you can grow and move forward, I always say, hold on to it, you know, grow and move forward if you can. So that's 100% the truth, 100% the truth. And just, you know, kind of, I guess, wrapping it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, What are two verbs or what, what two things would you say describe a, a good friend or a true friend to you? Uh, for me, uh, I would say I'll go for something not too cliche, maybe, but first important is trust and vulnerability. 
you know, somebody that, you know, I can trust that when I need them, they're going to be there for me. And they can trust that if they ever need me to show up, I'm going to show up for them. Um, I can trust that they can keep my confidence. I can trust them with my life if need be. I hope I never have to. Um, and I can just, I got like you I said, girl. I got you. I, I know you got me. I know you got me, but you know, I can, I can just be vulnerable. Cause it's like, we go through so much in this world and we have all these pressures on us and a lot of things that we want to hold in, but sometimes you need somebody that you can just let loose with somebody that you can tell your darkest secret, you know, somebody that's just, that's going to cover you and be there for you and be like your family and support you and vice versa. Somebody that's going to have that reciprocity and they're going to put as much into the relationship as you do. That's important to me in a friend. What about you, Gabby? Um, for me, I think it all boils down to love mm-hmm. um, and the kind of love that surpasses just anything. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be uh, always on the positive side. Even in the negative side, there's still love. Mm-hmm. And if as long as we have love, we can get back to the positive space and the mm-hmm. and get beyond whatever hurts we've caused one another. And Absolutely. aside from that, communication, communication, mm. oh, everything, yeah. every relationship to me in any yeah any relationship is key. And I think the three things that in terms of communication that are helpful is, is your communication coming from a place of love? Mm-hmm. Is it true? Mm-hmm. And is it necessary? Mm. And if it doesn't meet all three of those, then maybe it's, you should wait and hold off on saying whatever it is until you can get it to fit into those three. Mm. Mm. I love that. That's yeah. a word. That's a word. <laughs> I know. Very so I like yeah. that. Huh. Give me something to think about, Gabrielle. <laughs> Come on, Iyanla. Come on, beloved. I can't yeah. take credit for that one. Some, some, some wiser people in my life have shared that to me. And um, mm-hmm. so I thought I would just pay it for That's a word. Yes, love that. What about you? Now, I would definitely say, for me, my friends need to be confident. Mm-hmm. Confident in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Confident in themselves. Mm-hmm. Because... Ultimately, you mentioned that movie, Beaches. Are you confident enough that if something happens to me, you can step in? Are you Mm -hmm. confident enough that even if I stop talking today, you know how I really feel about our relationship? Like Mm -hmm. that confidence is important to me. But also just when you're walking outside, when you're just being you, be confident. It's hard to be friends with someone who doesn't believe in themselves who doesn't like that's hard that becomes Mm -hmm. a weight on you and a burden on me I don't Mm -hmm. want that I don't want to be a burden on someone else and I don't want someone to be a burden on me so being confident in themselves Mm -hmm. because if you're not confident in yourself how can you be a good friend to anyone else Mm -hmm. so that's important to me and then of course being dependable like I need you to be there for me I need you to know you know I need you. I need to know that if I mm-hmm. call you, you're going to be there. I need you just to be in my corner during the good and the bad. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that. Yeah, be, be you know, accountable, be open, be honest, and just love on each other, y'all. Love on your friends. Hold on to your friends. 
So I think, like you said, that was a good wrapping point. This was a good conversation, lady. It yes. was. And we made it through our first episode. And that's Woo-hoo! so exciting. I know. I know. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Clink, 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 clink. clink, clink, clink. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I want to thank everybody that is underneath the sound of my voice. I thank all of you for taking the time out of your life and your busy days to even listen to what we three bros have to say. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I hope that we can have more insightful conversations and I hope that you'll come back and join us let us know how you feel give us feedback please don't be mean you can give constructive feedback because we ain't gotta <laughs> yes. be assholes out in these streets but um again I just thank everybody for listening and until the next time take care of yourselves bye bye <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of her crown podcast And please subscribe, like, and share if you care. Until next time, let's remain supreme, queens.